0: this is the john oakley show podcast peter sherman in for oakley for today and um i won't be in for oakley all next week uh and i, I but i will be in all next week on various shifts so uh it'll be fun to be with you during the holiday period uh, some of the stuff uh, that we can do during the holidays is uh a great fun and uh really not open to us during the rest of the year when the uh, news is rock and rolling next week tends to be quiet and we can do some uh, some more interesting things and and spend more time at it but uh, there's still news in the news and uh, I want to get to a piece of it now uh, this was the year that cannabis sales became legal the issue for some people still, is how this whole thing has rolled out in the province of Ontario. And have we done a good thing? Uh, And when I say we, I mean the big we, the government of Ontario. The Ford government decided, uh, contrary to its predecessor, that uh, we were not going to sell cannabis through the LCBO. We were going to do it through private stores, which of course hasn't happened yet because there are no private stores yet. Now we hear that the number of private stores that will uh, come online around April are going to be uh, a fewer number than what would have been the case had we gone with the LCBO, Uh, and uh, sales are online, so... If, if you talk to the people who uh, are on the other side of this argument, one of them being the president of the Ontario Public Service Employees Union, OPSU, and that's Warren Smokey Thomas, uh, I, I don't think the word chaos would be overstepping. Am I right, Smokey?
1: You'd be right. I don't think it's overstepping at all.
0: Okay, so why don't you tell me about how it's unfolded from your perspective because if I go back most of a year and I ask you where things stood, you would have been uh, answering something like, I'm a reasonably happy man. I think the LCBO has the infrastructure, and I think it's the appropriate way to go. And I, In fact, I think you did say that, and what happened since?
1: <laughs> well, I did, and uh, the liberals' model, um, as a lot of people argued it wasn't perfect, and it probably wasn't. I didn't think it was quite liberal enough. They were going to have 25 stores up and running, shooting for 40 within a year and a bit and uh but i thought they should have had vape lounges because you have bars right a couple of things like that but uh so instead of uh but and that model by the way was uh embraced very widely right by lots of interested groups and people mm-hmm. and then doug ford decided to go instead of selling it through an lcbo uh, uh like uh outfit that we'd call the cannabis stores uh, he decided he was going to go private. So they were working on some stores. All that got tossed aside. I don't know whatever happened to the leases that were signed and the stores they were going to open, all the counters they had custom-made, all that kind of stuff, and decided to go private. So then, and he's, and, uh, and he changed a few other rules. He said that the Liberals said 400 metres from a school. Uh, he said he was going to keep kids safe and reduce it to 150 metres from a school. And then uh, that, you know, there'd be lots of stores, but they'd have to be qualified to to run the stores, have to pass a rigorous, uh, you know, test to make sure they're not criminal element. And then now he says there won't be any stores till April 1st, and they're going to be uh, 25 and then by lottery. So he's taken what was a reasonable plan that a lot of Tories in that Tory caucus said, looks good enough, we're not going to fight it. And the NDP supported, so there was wide political support, and he turned it all upside down. And now we do have a mess. It's, it, it's, uh, you know, the uh, the uh, illegal market. I think is still flourishing. I do know some police officers that tell me. Uh, they don't think it's, they've made a dent in it at all yet because, of course, there's no source to make a dent in that. So I think he's botched it, and I I, I think he should look at a, at a public model. I, I really do. The LCBO could be, you know, they can retrofit those stores in a hurry to sell, and they got the infrastructure, you know, for warehousing, distribution, all that all currently exists. He wouldn't have to reinvent the wheel. And, uh, however, he decided he was going to do it his way.
0: Look, Smokey, I, you know you and I met each other a long time ago, and I we we yep. might be on different sides of a political fence, but I think we've always gotten along. So I respect yep. where you're coming from. And and uh, under that aegis, I'm going to ask you this question: There are people out there who might say, "Well, you know, what do you expect, Smokey Thomas, to say?" He represents a union that stands to gain out of this. So uh, as much as you've raised these issues that I think are worthy of consideration, um, why are you um, sitting here and talking to me and to other media? And making a noise about this—is this about the union?
1: Uh, well, let me put it this way: I, uh, four or five hundred members would I welcome into the OPSU family? Absolutely. Yeah. Would, would OPSU survive without four or five hundred new members? Absolutely. We have one hundred and fifty-five thousand members, so that really is kind of a non-starter. No, this is because my members, who work in harm reduction, addiction specialists, researchers, we partner with Mad, Sad, Arrive Alive. people who work at the lcbo who do product testing uh they all say to to me and to others that the model that was in the model that i was more liberal about it than the model that the liberals actually adopted so in part i'm i'm i've got a mouth that i can use and it's a big one i admit and uh but trying to use it for some good here there are a lot of people that disagree with with Doug Ford's plans and there's a lot of people that didn't want to see it legal in the first place so I can give voice to people who can't speak up because they would get fired uh, from their jobs I can give voice to uh, to groups that can't get media attention so and, uh, and maybe people won't believe me but Peter you know I work mental health my whole life I've seen the downsides of drugs and this is a drug and it's not a harmless drug by any stretch it can be in moderation but so the biggest part of me is just about trying to do some public good.
0: Uh, you know what? I don't right question there. that. I know I know what your job is, and you know what your job is, yeah. and, I, and I will give you this compliment. You do it well. However, there's a whole other aspect to this, and that is that uh, there are 10 provinces and some territories that yeah. make up Canada, and they were all told to go ahead and do it their way, and so there are a variety of models. Do you think it should have been more tightly controlled at the federal level?
1: Yes, I do. I think the failure is in large part on the feds. Uh, it is a, you know, we're a commonwealth, you know, we're a, a group of provinces, but the Fed should have been more directive and then maybe we could have had a more consistent, uh, 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 you know, approach across the country, could have been similar. And and I think the uh, Trudeau government should have had the provinces in early on and saying, you know, what what would look like a reasonable model, just kind of all over the map, there's public-private, mixed models, it was all private. So yes, I think that Trudeau uh, dropped the ball on this. And I think what he did was he just downloaded it onto the provinces, and all he wanted was to see illegal and get some money.
0: Now I hear what you're saying. Did did in your travels have you heard tell of any province? Hello, has been. Sorry, I lost you
1: there for a minute.
0: Okay, I I was asking if you've heard because I know you talk to people outside of the the purview of Ontario. Have you heard of any province where there haven't been fits and starts, you know, burps in getting this thing going? Because I expected it. Oh
1: Oh, yeah, no, there's been fits and starts. It's. It's not smooth by any stretch. And anything new is going to... I, I absolutely understand you're going to have growing pains for you know all the planning in the world. You're going to think, Jesus is going to go good, and then, uh-oh, never thought of that, uh-oh, never thought of that. So, no, I think it's that way right across the country.
0: Okay, let me leave the uh, the business of uh, cannabis alone because I've got you for uh, a second, a minute or two and ask you, I know this is not your area, it's uh, Jerry Dias, but what's going on out in Oshawa? Do you hold out any hope for that plant still being there in a year?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think Doug Ford should take a lesson from Jerry Diaz and fight for Ontario jobs. And Jerry's doing that. My hat's off to him. I have a tremendous amount of respect for him for doing it. And does what he's supposed to do. And he's been, you know, through all the free trade talks, he was fighting for good jobs in Canada. Fighting, he was fighting for the needy industry. He was fighting for for good jobs. So uh, I think he's uh, he's making headway. GM's kind of already some cracks in their armor, but there's no hope. And uh, I tell you, I would never underestimate Unifor, and I would never underestimate uh, Brother Diaz uh, to have something in that plant being built. And I, my fingers are crossed because I hope he does. Because I tell you something, we need these good manufacturing jobs. And Jerry and I have talked quite a bit. Um, we've actually joined forces on, on uh, two two fronts. One, good jobs and protecting Oshawa. Ops is doing his part there, and uh, he does represent some public sector workers as well. So we're working on protecting public services. So we get along, We do get along well. We're working on it. But I, I got to tell you. Um, he's making headway, and, and uh, I was talking to him last night, and he's not going to let up. Like, he's, uh, he's just starting. So, gee, well, it'll
0: I'm be interesting to see how him. he does because, uh, uh, you know what, at the same time, I'm not justifying anything that General Motors. They, they do what they think is good for them, yeah. but uh, they announced plant closings, four of them in the States and one in Canada, and it doesn't sound like anything's coming out of them except, hey, maybe we'll help you guys get a job.
1: Yeah, and and in the states, I've not heard too much of a fight back down there. But I mean, like I, Donald Trump scares me. But when he did say, "Hey, General Moore's is going to be putting something in them plants," well, I would have liked to have heard that from Justin Trudeau and and uh, Doug Ford too. And even if they even if they didn't deliver in the end, at least if they tried. Like so, both those. I mean, you, 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 people, taxpayers of Canada and Ontario, bailed that company out. And they didn't repay all that money back. I don't care what anybody says. General Motors owes something to Ontario, owes something to the people of Oshawa. And I have a lot of members who have their, you know, sons, daughters, partners, wives, uncles, aunts work at GM, and uh, and are there the last round of cuts. So we, you know, from the perspective of my members, they're they're very grateful that we're trying to help out us in whatever way we can. But uh, no, and I think, you know what, uh, Peter, I'd like to see, and and Jerry's uh, would like this too, I'd like to see the government uh, ask the Liberals to do this the whole time they were in power and they never did. Bring together some labour leaders, business leaders and government and let's, let's just figure out what kind of common ground we have. What's the next manufacturing world going to look like? What can we make here in Ontario to put people to work? And just start having those conversations. And I bet they'd be fruitful. I really do. G. Smokey,
0: you know what? (laughs) I would have thought that was what what governments were all about. But, you know, that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. We're out of time. Thank you, uh, Brother Thomas. And uh, I hope to talk to you again in 2019. I wish you a Merry Christmas and the best in the new year. Uh, Same to you, Peter, and good talking to you. All right, Smokey Thomas, the uh, president of OPSU, Ontario Public Service Employees Union. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.